Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Hey, Alicia, there's some new realtors starting to pop up and come into a market during kind of a difficult time. I've had a few people reach out and say, hey, should I get my license right now? And I said, no, don't ever get your real estate license. It's madness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there's a lot of really successful realtors who became licensed during the Great Recession. That was me. That was you. I yeah. started, I can't remember if it was 2009 or 2010. But it was awful things. We had so many short sales, so many foreclosures, and I was managing listings. Baptism by fire. Yep. And Mm -hmm. I am grateful that that's when I started because my brain is always there that it's going to happen again. I know how hard it can be. Every deal, it was just tough. Things were moving for us, though. Mm -hmm. We made things happen, but it was just hard. And so many deals fell apart because of inspection stuff. Yeah. Deals fell apart way more than they do now. But the education that you got, I mean, I think the last two years when literally, I don't mean to be disrespectful by any means, but pretty much all you needed in order to be a realtor last, the last two years was like to have a pulse. Well, I think what you needed to be a good realtor was listings last year. Right. But I mean, if you were like a barista and you had a listing, it was going to sell. hundred percent. It was going to sell. Like you, like we saw, we saw listing agents taking pictures with their iPhones, like literally from the street and putting it online, like one picture and it would sell. Yep. If you had a listing, you were going to make money. Yeah. Buyers were a lot harder, but yeah, you didn't have to have any experience to just, if, if you could get the listings. Right. But now if you start as a realtor, and you get some traction and you put in the work and you get educated. When we get on the other side of this downturn, you're going to have a business. Yep. You're yep. going to have a solid business. So what we want to talk about is really how do you get started as a new agent right yeah. now? And I think one of the biggest things is to find the right company. Oh. It's you have to find someone, one with good education. Right. And there's some big companies out there. I'll say the Keller Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a great the education. Yep. They yeah. really do. They're great for new agents to get started. And whether you stay there or not, it's another thing. But definitely find someone who's actually going to educate you. Right. With my agents, I'm terrible with education. I mean, I, I put that on them, give them the right resources. But right. what I do is I throw them to the wolves. I'm like, here's some, let's yeah. just learn as we go. That's not what my, what I'm great at. So I need the right people who work underneath me who just want to work yeah. and figure it out and figure it out and where they can be self-sufficient and do it. Yeah. But like what you're saying is that, you know, some, some offices are not going to be super great for new agents right? because the expectation is not going to be that of training and, you know, meetings and great ways to ask questions and things. Some offices are going to be like, you got to you gotta know what you're doing by the time you show up. And that's yep. going to be some of the more boutique type shops, um, some of the stuff that, that some is of the higher more end. higher end. The, the, those shops are for agents that can literally plug in and go. And so if you are a new agent, you really should be looking for, for an office that's going to provide a lot of education. Right. Mm-hmm. The, um, the office I started with in Portland, 
did no education either. Oh, They just threw me to the wolves, but that worked for me. That worked better for my energy where I just wanted to work and learn as I go. I started taking listings way sooner than I should have. I had a few buyers and then I was the sole listing agent. And what we would have is a phone number on there. So there were six buyers agents. I was the only listing agent. And the phone number on the signs, which was people called on those way more than they do now because of Zillow and Realtor.com. But um, they would call the signs and then one of the buyer's agents would get that. And that's kind of how we fed the leads to them. Sure. It was a really, but that, that worked for me. And I don't think that's going to work for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but maybe that's well, what you I want to. you need to know what, what your personality is. Yeah. So how does somebody get started? Like if you're brand new, you're a barista, you know, everybody in town, you would be a phenomenal realtor because you have all these connections and you know people, how does somebody get started? I would recommend getting your license first and then start shopping because mm-hmm. brokers will take you more seriously. I see. They will see, oh, they already have their license. It's not going to be a six month process until they're actually here. So how long, how do, how do you get a license? So there's a few different options. One, you can do an online course. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I took, it's like a one week course that you can go to. I think we have one in Billings. We rarely have one in Bozeman, but in Oregon, I took the one week course, just got it done. You do your test right after the week and it's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. The other option is you do it online. So when Mm. I came to Montana, I had to get my Montana license. I did that online because I had kids and it was just Mm -hmm. easier for me, but it took me about two months. Oh, it took, uh, it was just one of those things where maybe I was just lazy. I think you can get it done a lot quicker. I would plan on if you're doing online at least two to three weeks. Okay. But it's a great option for a lot of people. And then you have to go take your test. It's, we now have a facility in Bozeman where you can take your test. Mm -hmm. You have to they like film you and it's all online and it's ours is filmed too. Yeah. And they like check your pockets and check your sleeves and And a lot of people fail the test. So if you do fail, don't get upset. They try to weed people out to make sure that they're motivated and Mm -hmm. that they want to do it. So there's a, there's a high fail, fail Mm -hmm. rate on it. Mm -hmm. So I would say get your license first and then start shopping for your brokerage. Okay. So say you're, you, you, you're a newer agent and you've been with like a teaching brokerage like a Keller Williams or something like that. How do you know when you're ready to go away from a teaching brokerage and go to something that's more of a boutique or more specialty? Or how did you know when it was time to go to small dog? So I started with small dog right when I moved back. So Mm -hmm. I've been with them the whole time. And technically I was with Keller Williams in Oregon, but we were basically our own thing in brokerage. Mm -hmm. I really think it depends on the person. Keller Williams might be great for them. You can do a lot of different options there. You can make your own teams. I think it's all about the energy and the people around you. For me, if Mm -hmm. you have other great agents that are willing to share and because that's how I think you learn is talking to other agents, seeing what they're going through, see the mistakes they've made and not repeat those mistakes yourself and see where they're successful and follow that as well. I think it's all about finding the right group. If you're super into skiing and being outdoors. Yeah find a brokerage that supports that and is super outdoorsy and wears flip-flops every day. Yeah. If you want to dress up in a suit and tie, find that brokerage. If you want stuffier brokerage that's really, you know, by the book and, you know, has their every Monday morning meetings, find that right. one. But right. really get to know the broker and the people, more importantly, the other agents there. That's a really good point. Every single brokerage just kind of has its own feel and kind of has its own kind of group of people. And that's, that's amazing. I never thought about that. Okay. So how would you create a realistic view of how much money you're going to make when you are brand new? Like what does that look like and what kind of expectations should you set? Okay. So minimum, minimum 45 days till you get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's 
the best Minimum, best case or sure. that's best case scenario though. That's if you the day you start, you get something under contract. And the chances of that happening are almost zero. Absolutely. I was also a crazy lucky one. I got something under contract my first week when I was in Bozeman and my first week in Oregon. That's incredible. That is a rare, rare, rare story. But the reason I got one under contract when I was in Bozeman, I listed my parents' house. Oh. <laughs> it barely counts. Yeah. I got and then I got a great cash buyer when I was in Oregon. But um don't plan on making much money for six months. Yeah. Really, it takes a long time. They say what you do now, you'll feel 90 days from now, and you're starting at zero. The amount of leads and people I talk to every day is a lot. So even from people I've talked to two years ago, now I'm getting deals done with them. Right. People I've talked to five years ago, they're calling me again. Right. It takes a long, long, long time to make real money doing this. Right. We talk about the shows. It makes it look like you make so much money starting real estate. I just can't express enough how much time it takes to really get a network going and that people yeah. are going to trust you. There's a lot of realtors out there and they all know the big name realtors Just make yourself stand out and get that business going. It's not going to be easy. Right. So if, I mean, I was meeting with a new agent and she told me that if you could get one deal closed in your first year as a realtor, that was considered doing well. Yep. And I'm like, yep. oh my gosh. So I don't think that most new realtors even understand that. And the advice that I give new realtors, because it always is mind boggling to me when somebody starts and they want to meet with me. A lot of times they're super cute. They show up and they have like the little notepad and they want to know all things programs. <sighs> Sigh. So because they think that they need to start quoting like loan programs and down payment and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh girl, you, no, 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 no. Don't, please don't. You're going to get us all in trouble. You're the source of the source. You just are the source of the source. Just give them your number. Yes. Just tell that agent, just give them my number when they want to yes. talk about lending. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to be able to retain this. The guidelines change all the time. Please, please do not quote programs. The other thing I tell them often is it's a really, really great idea if you're a brand new baby agent to strongly consider working for somebody else as their assistant, somebody that is doing transactions because you're going to get transactions under your belt. If you're a brand new realtor and you spend a whole year and you only do one deal, you don't have any real experience to draw from. You've, you just tripped through it. And so I recommend that they get with somebody who is doing transactions on a regular basis and they just learn, 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 learn. And plus they're making an income at that point. What a great opportunity. I think that's probably the best advice I would give a new realtor as well is start as someone's assistant. Yeah. You will learn the ropes. You'll see how they talk to their clients, how right. they process things, what they do. You'll also see things you don't like, how you want to change right. and become better. And also you might get a little bit of their leftovers. Yeah. After a little while, they'll start giving you maybe a few condos here and there. And oh then that's gosh. how you can start building your business. But I think it's an ego thing is really what I think it is. I mean, it's sales. It's sales. We're salespeople. We have egos. We have to have egos in order to get out of bed in the morning. You know, but if you say, I'm going to give this 12 months of being an assistant to somebody and I'm going to take my licks, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get chewed out for doing things wrong. And it's still, it's going to be okay because you're going to get an education. But I think it's hard for people to take second fiddle to somebody else. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Especially when you, you want to be like a big dog and you're yeah. really, that's why you're coming into real estate. Right. But if you want to be a big dog, you got to, you got to be a little dog. You got Yeah. And you've got, mm -hmm. yeah, you've got to just take it step by step. Yep. There was a new agent in our office quite a few years ago and she was given a lead for a listing and it was on a couple of acres, but it was a manufactured home and it oh. was going to be her first listing. Yeah. And she wouldn't take it. She said, that's not the type of business I want to put out there that people are going to think that oh, I'm type of agent. No. So I immediately called Pam because Pam gave her the listing. I'm like, I'll take it. Are yeah. you kidding me? 
I just sold a manufactured home and I have another one just that just hit right. the market. Absolutely. You can't be above any sort of market. The other thing that I hear a lot from new agents is I'm going to be in the luxury market. Oh my gosh, it kills me. It kills me when they say that because most of the time it's a youngin who likes beautiful things and that's really nice. But most of the agents who are luxury agents certainly don't start there. They don't start there. And for me, that's not recession proof. No. The luxury stuff was selling like crazy the last two years. Yeah. That stuff is sitting right now. Right. The people with big money, they're holding on to their money right now. Investing it in other things. They're investing in other things or they're just holding. They're like, I think the market's going to continue going down or they lost a money in the stock market. I don't know if you see what happened, saw what happened yesterday. It was brutal. No. Um, But they're not making those moves. The condos, the manufactured homes, the starter homes, yeah. those things will always move. Yep, they will. I That's think, right. And I'm proud to be a part of that market. You know, something I learned too from an agent who is a luxury agent is that she said there's a lot of these young folks that come in that don't actually even know what true luxury is. And so because they're young, they just like beautiful things, but they don't know the luxury brands. They don't know the luxury appliances and, and like what actual real luxury looks like. They just know what like Pottery Barn luxury yep. looks, like, looks like. So that's a humongous education. And the people that are actually shopping in those areas can see you a mile away. That I you're totally pottery barn luxury and not actual restaurant. real exactly. luxury. I totally I don't agree. Know, I don't know what it is. That's not who I am. That's not what Same. I... Same. Yeah, I don't do a lot of luxury. That's yeah. not my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And when I first decided to really, really take off after having kids and I had my license for a while, but I'm like suddenly got ready. Mm-hmm. And when I started making the cold calls and I was like, I'm going to... Everyone's going for the high hanging fruit. I'm going for... I'm going for the low hanging fruit. Right. I'm going to go for all the crappy homes and get yeah. those because our... Median home price is still so high. Those are still great paychecks. Yeah. And they all add up. Absolutely. They all add up. Yeah. That's a really common one. Um, So what do you think is like the hardest lesson that you learn as a new agent? The hardest lesson. That everybody has to learn. Is that it's a lot harder than you think it is. Yeah. That's a really, that's that's really all it is. And there's so much rejection. There's so much emotion because you care and it's a huge transaction for the other people. And also, okay, I guess there's a few things. There's so much more nuance and details that just take years and years to understand. Every single transaction is different. Every single loan is different. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time to feel comfortable. How many new realtors do you think are getting started that have either never owned a home or ever had a mortgage? That kills me too. It kills me. It kills me. And I, um, because I've never gone through the process on either the real estate side or the lending side of it. So you're coming from a place of like, you literally know nothing about nothing. I would highly recommend, and I'm not a realtor, but I would highly recommend just from being in the industry that if you've never had a mortgage or owned a home, that you definitely, definitely plan to be somebody's assistant. I completely agree. When I got my, because I got really, really lucky for the brokerage I worked with in Oregon. That was one of the first things I said when I got my license was, hey, I just closed on my first home. And I know I still have a lot to learn, but just going through that process, I feel a lot more confident. Yeah. And he, he loved that. And that's yeah. one of the reasons he hired me. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I've seen a lot of agents that have gotten into real estate because they had a terrible transaction or they had a, had a horrible, a horrible situation that they went through for their personal purchase. And they were like, they just saw the ways it could be done better. And that's great. I mean, that's great information to know is what is it that you see that you want to be done differently? Because like, how do we always separate and make ourselves different from everybody else? And that's a really great way 
to separate yourself and to get business. One other huge piece of advice, and a lot of people are going to disagree with this. I don't think you can be a part-time agent. Oh, that was going to be my other question. You, so many people are like, okay, well, I'll keep my job and then work a few hours in real yeah. estate. You will never be successful until you quit. Really? I've rarely, rarely seen it happen. You have to quit your job and do it full time. So that means you have to have money in the bank because you're going to be poor for a while. Yeah. It's, I've seen a few people where they, you know, they get into it, but eventually you're going to have to quit your other job. So the advice is then you have to to go go is to save, 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 save whatever job that you're doing currently, save your money, put, what do you think? Six or 12 months worth of expenses. Minimum six. Minimum six of, of your monthly expenses into a savings account. Then get your license before you quit your other job. But once you get your license, quit your job, find your brokerage and go all in. You got to go all in. You're not going to be successful doing it part time. Okay. Your brain is too compartmentalized and it is a full time job. Even if you have one listing, you have to do it full time. How about to the people that say, well, I'm going to get the majority of my leads because I'm a bartender. Like, I'm sorry. I would never work with a bartender for if you're selling insurance. He's like, oh, I also, I was in an Uber, <laughs> I was on an Uber driver um, in Palm Springs and he was a financial planner. Mm. I was a few drinks in and I was like, oh, tell me everything. And I was talking to him and like trying to get financial advice. And my friends pulled me aside. They're like, you're taking financial advice from, from an Uber driver. Uber. <laughs> so the, no, you're not going to get no. leads. You can contact your, if you have regulars, once you get your license, contact them like Chelsea, who was doing hair. Yeah. Then she contacted all of her and she had a slow system to get out, but she knew she was going to have to do it full time. Yeah. But then she contacted all of her old, all the people she used to do hair for and they trusted her enough and slowly they're starting to use her. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes. Absolutely. Yep. You got to just cut and go, cut and run. Right. And just go all in. And then, but then you also know too, it's like you've burned the boats. You, there's no turning back. I am a realtor. This is my job. This is my career. I have to close business because if you don't burn the boats and you always have a way out because you kept your bartending job, you just won't be successful. You won't go all in. So if you get an all or nothing mentality, you will show up. Agreed. So still a great time to be a realtor. If you get on the other side of this craziness, you will be a legend. So keep going. Don't do it. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.